Hi, um, I'm Stephen McKee and I just want to share some things today that I felt the Lord has put in my heart over these past few months, but actually a few years and actually even before that. First of all, I just want to thank my friend Bill McMurdo. I really appreciate Bill. Bill's asked me to do these videos and I just love Bill. Me and Bill's really connected in the spirit. Um, we've known each other for, I think it's a few years now. And what I love about Bill is he's just so, he's kingdom minded. He's not, he's he's all about promoting others. He's, about, he's not about promoting himself. He loves promoting others and he's always done that. I've for as long as I've known him and I've only known him a few years but he's just an amazing amazing man so I just want to share some stuff I feel God's saying and I hope you don't mind I've got some background music on I just like it it just helps me <clears throat> get in the spirit <laughs> but this message is really for the church worldwide but specifically for Britain and Scotland but it, it, it could apply anywhere. Um, it was a few years back, I first of all felt the Lord calling me to the north of Scotland. And I, it was a strange feeling because I could feel the draw of the north. I could feel the draw of the highlands. I could feel them drawing me. And I didn't really know why. When I was younger, I, I remember going to the Highlands with my mum and dad and I didn't actually like the Highlands. I don't know why. I think I was very sensitive and could feel things, but the past few years I felt the draw of the Highlands. I could feel the pull of the north. And then a friend from Wales, um, I don't know if it was Skype or whatever it was, Skyped me one night. And he, had, he told me he had the most powerful dream that he's ever had. And he doesn't exaggerate. And he said that in the dream, I was with him somewhere and I had to leave him because the north was calling me. The north. And I knew it was because I could feel it, which is a strange feeling. But then I'm not exactly sure of the time because it, because it's a few years ago, I just forget the exact timing. But... I had another dream, and in this dream, I met an American prophet. Um, oh, what's his name again? I forget his name, but if I remember it later, I'll tell you. Bill Hammond. There we go. Bill Hammond, who I don't know. I've, I don't have a clue, but I just know that he's one of the fathers of the prophetic in America. But anyway, that's put that aside. In the dream, he pulled me aside. And in the dream, there was this music. I thought at first it was Welsh. But then I realised it was probably Gaelic or something like that. I'm sure it was. And it was just a powerful song. But then when he pulled me aside, he said to me, you've got to go north and you've got to go alone. So this is where it gets really interesting. So that's like two or three confirmations because I could feel the pull of the north. And then um, I had a friend, um, she's a, a mature Christian, she's in her 60s I think, and she was actually watching a YouTube video of Paul Keith Davis and she was falling asleep. 
And is she <laughs> not because of Paul Keith Davis? She loves Paul Keith, and so do I. But she heard an audible voice, and the audible voice spoke to her and said, Tell Stephen he's got to go north, and specifically the Hebrides. So by this time, as you can imagine, my whole inside is like absolutely shaking, if you like. And at that same time, I had went down to a conference to actually hear Paul Keith Davis and to meet my friend. And we actually miraculously went to lunch with Paul Keith. And But the place where he was having his conference, it was called the North Gate Church. <laughs> so I, I began to get the feeling God was speaking, as you can imagine. And even as I'm speaking now, I can feel the pull of the North. I can feel that realm of God. But all the time I'm hearing all this, I didn't know why. I didn't know why. Why any of it? Why North? What's going on? And last year... I went to a conference in the Isle of Lewis in Stornoway um, and um, R.T. Kendall was speaking and Kenny Bothwick and it was really powerful because they were talking about revival. It was all about celebrating the 70th anniversary of the Lewis revival and it was very balanced. It was amazing because it wasn't just looking at the past, thinking, oh, we need that again. It was honouring the past, but knowing that God wants to do something in our day and even greater than what they had. But R.T. Kendall spoke, and he said something very profound. He began to speak about how that we all love the manifestations of God associated with the Lois revival, the Hebridean revival, how that we, we know the stories of God moving and the spirit of conviction and the fear of God coming and there's a story of a barn shaking like an earthquake, the stories of heavenly lights and the following people. There's all sorts of miraculous things happened and people gathering at 12 midnight outside the church in Barvis, a small village, but this was in winter, I think it was November or even December, maybe November. And if you've been to the, any of the islands there, winter can be perishing, it can be constantly windy, it can be rainy and damp and cold and it's not the best of weather. But in one night, six, seven hundred people, something like that, gathered outside the church building in Barvis because the feed of God had come. And then down the road there was three, four hundred other people gathered because the fear of God had come. And all these stories. And we love the stories and we all cry out for God to move in our day. And we're all crying out to God in Scotland and the United Kingdom to move today. But what R.T. Kendall said was, we all want God to move, but we forget one thing. God could move in those islands because of a certain message they, they preach that we don't. And that message really is preaching the full counsel of God like the goodness and severity of God. You see, we we have preached grace and mercy and love and I, and I absolutely believe that, we need that. And I know 
that when we're out in the streets, like when we meet people like Jesus, when they met the woman at the well, he did not condemn her at all. It was full of compassion and love. When he met the woman caught in adultery, there was no condemnation whatsoever. But there's also another side to God. And it's the God, look at Jesus, when he was angry and he, he made the whip and he turned the tables upside down. And there's also in the book of Revelation, it talks about um, the wrath of the Lamb, the holiness of God. We talk about God being love, and he is, but he's also holy. He's also our judge. He is our friend, but he's also our judge. And there's an element missing from our, I will just say church, from the body. And I really believe God took me to the north and began speaking to me, began just moving upon me and showing me that we need that balance. We need the fear of God back in our nation. We actually don't even know what it is to fear God. We don't have that reverence of God. We We've translated the word fear of God into just a nice little reverence for for God. That's not what it means. The fear of God actually means terror. It means horror. It's like, it's the terror of God. It's the goodness and severity of God. He is a holy God. He is the all-powerful God who could wipe us out in a second. And he is love. But he's also just and he's also holy. And that's the message they had in the Isle of Wars. That's the message they had in different revivals, like the Jonathan Edwards revival. There's many revivals where God moved like that and people preached that. And we think, oh, that's too much. It's too heavy. We don't need that anymore. I'm not saying we preach like that all the time. I wouldn't want to be standing in the street and shouting everybody's a sinner and everybody's going to hell and all of that. No. But I tell you what, we need to be in union with God. There's a place in God where we're in total union, where sometimes it's the love of God, it's the mercy of God, it's the grace of God. He just puts his arms around, whether it's a person or a region or a town, like the, the Welsh revival where God moved in power, but it was like the love of God. Like the, the, the love song, the song of love for the revival, the, the song or the theme tune of the revival was here is love, vast as the ocean. And God can move, especially in times like this when there's so many people suffering and there's so much sickness and mental illness and drug addiction and alcoholism. And it's like you can imagine God reaching out and embracing whole regions, whole towns, whole villages. But there's another side to God that we need, and it's the fear of God. And actually, the fear of God is like the other side of the coin of love. You might say, why? Because I remember a few, maybe a year ago or something, and I looked at a, a newspaper article, and it was a picture of a group of people, mostly young, who were celebrating the fact, partying, because Ireland had just passed a law where they could have abortion, I think it was right up till birth. And this group of people were partying, celebrating. And 
you know, we could go up to these people and we sometimes our evangelism these days is about hugging people and all that, and that's all nice. But you could not convince any of those people that that kind of abortion is wrong, right up until birth. You could not convince them with any argument, any logic, any reason. Any of our clever evangelistic techniques would not work. But I tell you what would work. The conviction of sin that comes from the fear of God coming upon a people, coming upon a region, coming upon a person. The spirit of truth, Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will lead the world. He will convict the world. He will convince the world of sin and righteousness. And what we need, again, is the fear of God in our churches, the fear of God in our nation, the fear of God in our lives, in our towns and our villages. Because we are, basically all we are doing right now, what I see in Facebook, is if there's a liberal agenda about something, we just have an argument is opposite to them. And all we are doing is just arguing with them and they're arguing with us. And we're just promoting our form of what we think is right and they're promoting theirs and we don't convince them and they don't convince us. Why? Because we don't walk in the fear of God anymore. We need the fear of God. There's a, there's a realm of God that God needs to release and this is what Kenny Bothwick was talking about in this conference and R.T. Kendall. But I know this is what we need. This is what God's been speaking to me about. This is what the Lord has been taking me up north to show me. And we all give our mental assent to this idea and go, yes, that's good. But do you know the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? Do you know we don't even have the beginning of wisdom if we don't have the fear of the Lord? So, in other words, we don't have heavenly wisdom to know how to have church, to how to do anything in the kingdom. No wisdom. Solomon said, Lord, give me wisdom to know how to rule. Well, the beginning of that wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And if we don't have the fear of the Lord, how are we having church? What are we doing? What are, well, all we're doing is having programs, good outreaches, good evangelistic techniques. Where people get touched momentarily for a moment, for a second. And maybe they go away and think that was awesome, that was lovely. But no change. Whereas the fear of God when it comes. If those people, like those people in that picture, that um, newspaper article who were celebrating. If they come under the severe conviction of the Lord and were convinced of their sin and truly turned to the Lord, even if it meant they felt the terror of God, crying out to God. If they turned towards God for forgiveness and were changed, then they would be embraced by the love of God. So the fear of God is actually God's love because nothing else will convince people, really, that they are wrong. That they are in sin, old-fashioned words that we might not like. We think we're in a different age, we need a different way. Really? Do you not think that realm of God that came in the Isle of Lewis, that came in Wales, 
could convince man that they need to turn to the Lord again? Do we not think that that presence, the Holy Spirit has not changed? He changes not. He can come and convince any person, any group, whether it's liberal people or no matter who it is, the hardened of men, the hardest of hearts, the Holy Spirit can come and convince them of what is right, of what is wrong, of what is sin, of what is, of what is righteousness, what is the right way, how to truly, genuinely, authentically repent and turn to the Lord and follow him. And we need the fear of God. Scotland needs the fear of God. We need the fear of God again. We're, we're not... Do you know, before this lockdown, I'm so glad we got locked down, to be honest, in a way. I'm not glad of all the people dying and the suffering. Of course not. And it wasn't God who done it. But God's allowed it. But I think we need to really rethink. If we go back to the churches in Scotland, the way, or Britain, or Europe, or anywhere, and just go back to normal, we've missed the point. You know, the Lord was speaking to me about what one thing he was doing in this time, if we have ears to hear. What is it we keep hearing from the government, from the NHS or whoever, the adverts on the TV about this coronavirus? It says, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And the Lord began to speak to me about what is that about? And he led me to Psalm 24 when he says, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? He with clean hands. If we can hear what the Spirit is saying, we will realise that God is actually telling us, speaking to us right now, saying, Come aside a while. Come aside. Come into the secret place. Spend time with me. Soak in his presence. Soak in his word. Be transformed. Be changed. From glory to glory, be sanctified. Clean hands represent sanctification. That's the prayer they prayed in Lewis. If you know the story, there was an elder who's, who read that very scripture and says, I, I don't know about you, but is my hands clean? Is, is your hands clean? And he wanted his hands to be clean. They were so eager to be holy and pure. And it was after that when he prayed that elder that he, he fell into a trance. And the other elders fell into a trance as well. And he said, the power was loosed in the whole of Barvis. And the Lord is saying to us in this time, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can ascend into that realm of God? The hill of the Lord, it can represent government. It can represent meeting God face to face like Moses it's the Mount of Transfiguration. Mountains represent government. It represents meeting God face to face like Moses, like Peter, James and Paul up the Mount of Transfiguration. Who can ascend into that realm? He who has clean hands. Hands represent the fruit of who you are because it's the outer works of who you are inside. Who can ascend into that realm? Who can ascend into that realm of holiness and the fear of God? He who has clean hands. God is calling us, he's calling all of us to pursue the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 2, um, verse 3 to 5 says, Yes, 
If you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. You see, we've got to cry out for the discernment. What is God doing? What is he saying? Because you're hearing all these things in Facebook about what is happening right now, whether it's conspiracy theories, whether it's all the stuff that could be 5G and all that. Do you know what? I don't want to get my knowledge from Facebook. I want to know what the Lord is saying. And we've got to cry out for discernment. We've got to cry out for what the Lord is saying in these days. And we've got to cry out for understanding in these days. We must understand. We cannot assume the will of the Lord anymore. We've got to know his will. We've got to know his ways. We've got to know what he wants. We cannot go back to church as we've known it. We cannot go back to the way things have been. We cannot just have nice songs, a nice program, nice outreaches. It's not reaching the nation. We have been powerless in this time. None of us are healing the sick. None of us are walking down the street and our shadow is healing. In Pentecost, the Spirit moved so much that 3,000 were saved in a day. And it said when Peter stood up and preached, they were cut to the heart. And then later on, it talks about the fear of God all through the book of Acts. Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead and, and the fear of God came. And people did not even dare join them. We want people to join us just willy-nilly. We, we have nice, seeker-sensitive meetings. But the early church, no one dared join them. But yet, thousands and thousands were added to the church daily. Maybe not thousands daily, but thousands were added to the church and many were added daily. And Peter's shadow could heal. We cannot go back to the way we've been doing it. We've got to get before the Lord, like the saints of old, like the two old ladies and Lewis. They were distressed because there was no young people in their churches. If you read about Evan Roberts in, in Wales, it said he was distressed by the state of Christianity and he just went after God. He prayed. People thought he was going crazy. They thought he was going off his head because it, it, it just was not fitting into the normal world where he could just relax about what, what the state of the world, the state of the church. He went after God and do you know, there came a time, you can read about it, where every night, I think it was from one in the morning till five, that he met God face to face. And it, it wasn't just meeting him, he said his very nature was changed. He actually was changed. What was What is that? That's been sanctified. That has been changed from glory to glory. And it was after that he said he knew God was about to move in the nation of Wales. But not just Wales, the whole world. But he was changed. He met God. And that realm of holiness changed him. And if we lift our voice for understanding, and if you seek her as silver... And search for hearts for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Do you know, we have dumbed down God. We don't really know him. Even the prophetic teaching or understanding is very low level 
Do you know, how is it prophets in the Old Testament a lot of the times could meet God face to face or be cut up in the spirit and meet God in the counsels of God? Even John in the New Testament heard a voice saying, come up here. Do you know, we need to find the knowledge of God. We need to find the knowledge of God. We need to know God like our forefathers knew him. Yeah, God's going to do greater. We're moving, we're advancing, supposed to be, and we will. But we won't if we don't know the knowledge of God and know him. We need to know him as he is, not as culture tells us he is. We need to know him greater than a denomination can tell us about him. And I'm not knocking churches, I love the church. I love the church. I was brought up in the apostolic church that came out of the Welsh Revival and I honour the church so much. I love the church. But we need to know God. We need to know him. We need to know the fear of God. And what God is saying about our time, about what happens after the coronavirus, it may be that God has to use a remnant. It depends. It really depends on whether the church is willing to embrace and go after the fear of the Lord or say, oh, that doesn't really matter. We'll just do our nice little Bible studies. We'll just do our nice little worship service with three fast songs and two slow songs. And then a nice message. Do you know, I am so longing to see God move. I know that he's going to move. I've had many dreams about it. I had a dream where God told me basically that one million people in Scotland are going to be saved. But I'm telling you, it's, it's not going to come by the way we've done it. It's not going to come just by just having dumbed down evangelism. We need to see men and women cut to the heart like the days of old. We need to see the men and women in the masses gathering in fields. And like George Whitfield, he could preach. And people could supernaturally hear his voice a mile or a mile and a half away. People would come and stand, and even before he came on the platform or wherever he stood to preach, they trembled under the conviction of God, under the conviction of the Spirit. We need that trembling again. We need that fear of God again. We need to see God move. And I long to see it. I long to see it. I don't know how God's going to do it, but I do know there's individuals all across the nations who need to get before the Lord and go after the fear of the Lord. We cannot even begin to move in any sort of wisdom. We cannot bring solutions to the world. We cannot do very much if we don't even fear God. Do you know, that's what Duncan Campbell said when he went to the island and when he got off the ferry. One of the elders asked him, are you walking close to God? And he says, well, I can say this, I fear God. And they went, that'll do. That'll do. If we fear God, we won't want to walk with unrighteousness in their heart, with wrong motives. We won't want to build our own platforms. We won't just want to build our own ministries. That's why I love Bill, because he's not about himself. He's about the kingdom. It's about, Lord, what is your will? It's like, Lord, what do you want to do? Not what we can do, not how we can bring new versions of evangelism to try and 
get some sort of movement going. Let's get the movement of the Holy Spirit. Let's get before God until we know him and are utterly consumed by the fear of God. Guys, I could keep speaking and going, but I really hope you grasp something of my heart, grab something of the Spirit. That God wants to reintroduce again the fear of God amongst us in Scotland and the nations and United Kingdom. And I'm sure after this lockdown's over, myself and Bill and others will be doing some sort of meetings where we are just going after God, going after that fear of the Lord. To see him move like that again. So guys, I hope you enjoy this little... Well, it's not a little, it's, it's the word from the Lord because God took me on this journey and let's go after the fear of God, guys. We cannot do it as we've done it. We must see something greater. We must encounter the Lord so that when we speak like oracles, men are cut to the heart. Do you know just one story before I go? And it's not all about preaching hell or whatever, although it might be that sometimes. But there was an old pastor, I never knew him, but I just know this story. An old pastor in the Apostolic Church a long time ago. And he had holes in the knees of his trousers because of how much he prayed. But when he spoke, it said he would just he could just speak the name of Jesus. And people, learned men, learned men who were non-believers, would begin to weep. You see, we preach messages that we have learned and give good points and good illustrations. But these men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We, we're so learned and educated, but if we're anointed... Just one word, one word in the spirit and the crowds could be cut to the heart and changed forever. Thanks guys.